I want them to see the beauty of difference, like being different, celebrating differences, and knowing that it's so cool because you can learn so much more by being around people that have co- totally different experiences as you. Welcome back to another edition of How I Create Me, where we passionately celebrate remarkable humans on their quest to thrive creatively in the commercial world. I'm your host, Jessica Matthews. This community gives me both the courage to keep going and the wisdom to try something different. I hope our collective stories resonate with your own internal spark, and we're so glad you're joining us. Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. And explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. Today, we're celebrating the remarkable human, educator, and portrait artist, Lauren Merceron. She chatted with me about cultivating self-worth, literally while pulling weeds on an Italian hillside, and why connecting with children can heal and free us to do the inner work that's a sure foundation for creative expression. She shares books and services that helps her unlock confidence while navigating the intense demands of mothering and teaching and painting in a global breakdown of economic and social systems. Join us to hear how there really are priceless and beautiful gems worth carrying into our collective future, and we just might find them if we're willing to pivot away from negative speech and stop to watch the water roll down the glass. Lauren, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I am really looking forward to getting to talk about the intersection of education and art and what self-worth looks like. Um, It's been really lovely to watch your journey as an artist because I met you actually through our personal lives apart from our creative endeavors. And it's been such a treat and a joy that that was like a bonus that came with getting to know you (laughs) that I was like very excited to discover over the years. So I'm excited to sit down and talk to you today. What would you want to share about your profession, your purpose? Like, what is it that you feel like you wish that folks understood about what you do and why? Well, everything kind of organically happened. I. As a child, I always gravitated towards art. I um, I struggled with academics. I'm dyslexic, so I really never discovered that until I was an adult. So there was a lot of negative self-talk that I would do to myself and try to overcompensate. I naturally gained skills to overcome that, but art was always my safe place. And just a place for me to shine and feel comfortable to try new things, take risks, and just help to build my confidence. So I I really am excited that I get to pass that on to other people. And I, I work, my mother is also a teacher. So she encouraged me to maybe choose a different path because teachers are not always respected in this country. And it's hard, you know, if you don't have a partner that makes a good income. I had no idea that your mom was also an educator. 
So she encouraged you to teach or was it a different, you know, uh, reaction that she had when you expressed interest? Yeah, well, I knew that I wanted to do something in the creative field and she kind of discouraged education. And so I went into design, but the purpose of me saying this is that you really have to go with what is in the in your heart because I think um, artists and creative people are always going to come back to it. So it's whether you take the long road or just go straight in because um, we're just not in this for money. It's, you know, we like, we're very lucky that we live a very rich life, but that doesn't have anything to do with maybe, maybe one day, I'll be making a lot of money with my art, but, but that is not the fulfilling part is the, the release of that energy. Yeah. And I can definitely identify with that conundrum your mom must have felt because my parents definitely felt that too, because I was the creative soul early on and that pressure you feel as a parent to make sure that your kid can provide for themselves and stand on their own two feet and have financial security and also be supported in your profession, like have that sort of sense of belonging and place and respect and, and how tricky that is if you as a parent know an industry that doesn't maybe have all the things you want for your kid, but also it has some of those priceless elements that resonate with your kid. And I, I mean, I watched my parents struggle with me going to get an English degree <laughs> and the feeling of like, we want to support her in everything that she does, but we also want her to be able to earn money and feel secure. And that's a, that's a tough crossroads for a parent. Um, so I am really inspired to hear that that conversation happens in other homes and that you got to come to a point where you came back around to what it is that you love and what moves you. So what is some of the shift maybe that has happened for you that sort of unlocked the work that you're producing today? Like apart from just shifting sort of your professional focus and becoming an educator from being a designer, what are some of the obstacles maybe that you had to face and surmount in order to kind of unlock Well, it happened. I think that we have to know that when things don't work out the way we see it, it's because there's something different planned for you. Whether you're religious or not, it's very clear to me because I I applied for jobs in design, maybe not as many as I should have, but enough to know that things were not working out. The economy, that was when like 2008, 2009, that was the economy was really, there were not a lot of design jobs. Actually, my degree is in interior design. So maybe less, uh, what is jobs even teaching? (laughs) It was really counterproductive, my my mom's uh, goal for me. so, so I was applying for jobs. Nothing was working. I, I was really a little bit pressed because no school all your life. And then you're like, then it's something totally different. So I called my university and I was like, what are there any, um, 
opportunities where you can travel, work abroad, uh, volunteer that do not cost a ton of money because everything I was looking at, it was thousands of dollars to go and volunteer. And so they told me about a program worldwide organization of organic farming. And what this program afforded me was a lot of time in my head to figure things out and to remove me from my comfortable situation and also remove me from people seeing that I that things were not working out yeah it gave you like a good um like that distance yeah Yeah. and where you're because people even when they're well-meaning when you run into people all the time they're like how are you doing you're like oh man how do I explain I don't I don't know how to answer that question I don't know if you really mean that a lot of people are just trying to be nice but if you tell them you're not doing well then that's not gonna work they're not going to know what to say. Like they're like an automated thing. How are you doing? Like, where do you work? Like, you know, it's like the same thing when you get married, it's like, when are you having a kid? Well, maybe we don't want to have a kid and that's, but people just don't know how to navigate when you things that are not programmed and artists, Mm -hmm. like we we're, we're very off the radar and not programmed <laughs> as other people. So yeah, I was like on the side of a hill for six months in Italy picking weeds because it's an organic farm vineyard and they don't use pesticides. So like, it was like really a beautiful metaphor for clearing out weeds in my own head. And then I came back and decided, okay, I'm going full in. I'm going to get a certification to teach English abroad. Went to South Korea for a year and a half. And there again, had a lot of time in my head trying to figure out who I was. So my 20s, a good part of my after college was just learning to love myself, and I'm still working on it, learning to love myself and learning how to become the best version of me. And it's going to be a lifelong process, but I think my heart is in the right place. And the work, I'm doing this work to be free because a lot of us, a lot of us, I think, live in a space where we don't, you know, you're, vulnerability is very hard because we're human and that opens us up to judgment. But I think the the best advice I could give other artists is to rip that bandaid off and show your true self and just try to try to filter out the noise because um, You have to show who you are and your process and your vision. And really, you need to channel like there's only a few people that their criticism and their constructive thoughts should matter. Every everything else is just noise. Well, it kind of goes back to that idea of distance, right? That you need 
space and buffer and filter to be able to have that safety to create and to do the inner work that is so essential to having something useful to say and share, or not even just useful, but because uh, it's not like art is predicated on utility, right? <laughs> but it's this to be able to get your voice out in the world, um, to have that is so essential that that space. So what are some of the resources maybe that you've tapped into or maybe that have spoken to you and equipped you for that journey and doing some of that work? Well, what and I haven't read the whole book. It's like really funny. Everything is read. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This book, it says, uh, what you think of me is none of my business. And I am leaning into this because I think it's really the key to unlocking what's next. You're not going to resonate with all people. Your work is not going to resonate with all people and really honing your voice and your message. So you're not trying to speak to everyone. And then when you have that vision and, and that direction, the people who you resonate with will find you. And don't and I used to get worried about what others would think if I did this or that and I've really I'm lucky that I have been able to get in a headspace where I realize that it doesn't matter. And the reason I make art, it's a form of self-love that I didn't really understand before. And when I was a child, I always gravitated toward art and I didn't know at the time. But now looking back, I realized that it was um, it was my therapy then. So there had to be this switch where I, um, instead of hiding behind my art, I had to learn how to stand in front of it and I'm still working on that. And some days it's a struggle and other days I just come into this like, I'm feeling really good and really strong, but it's a process and it's a lifelong journey and process. I can imagine too that being around children, working with children, having your own children has impacted that journey. I know it has for me, self-love and standing in, I love that phrase, standing in front of your work and not hiding behind it as that. I've had to do that a lot as a parent (laughs) and um, I've seen that be an impetus for me to, to do, face some of those things and really embrace feeling worthy of for myself, um, how has your work with children and as a parent, you know, impacted your life as an artist? Did I think um, children teach us so much, like just naturally, um, like it it helps me, like being around kids, teaching students really informs my work because they have this very beautiful uninhibited process when they make art. And it's just, there's so much energy and they're so fearless and they don't have the judgment. They're so proud. And so just learning to nurture that and 
help them grow is really such a beautiful thing. As far as my own children, I realized when my son Grayson was born that there was a lot of inner work that I needed to do to become, be able to raise him in the way that I wanted to. At that time, mentally, I wasn't strong. I didn't feel strong. And I could just sense that this little guy, like I already could tell that he was very strong-willed. And I really want uh, with this, with my story and my journey, want to share my vulnerability because I think it can really help people. As a child, I grew up with addiction in my family and I'm the oldest uh, child and my mother was very young when she had me. So our relationship was very much like um, deep friendship and protective. And so I think that just with going through like dealing with alcoholism and that kind of thing, and there's a family dynamic there. And I just realized when I held that little baby that I needed to grow and to to develop and really um, work to break a cycle because otherwise it was either going to carry out that addiction would keep happening or you are a codependent. And I just, I realized like, I want to be more confident. I want to be more sure of myself. I need to learn how to be proud of myself because if I don't know how to fully love myself, I'm not going to raise a strong human being that can be compassionate and there for others and for himself. So that, so the art really, I really started to have a voice with my art. And the other element in that is that um, one of the best things that happened during COVID for teachers is that mental health services were free and are still free. And so I was really looking at that, not as you're broken, you need to be fixed, but um, I have goals and I know that there are things that I need to break down and rebuild can cross over. And I'm still in the process, but there has been a lot of change in the last couple years. And it's really powerful and I'm really excited about it. As you should be. That's phenomenal. And it's so lovely to hear that there's that kind of positive fruit and reward that's coming from the really hard place that our world has been in and to get to see that and for your son and to get to see that is huge, 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 huge. What is your, as you've been going through this process for yourself, uh, what is sort of your hope or uh, 
your vision for the future for your own kids, you know, both your kids at home and the ones that you teach in the classroom, kind of the way that they can get their creative selves out in the world, kind of what's your, your vision or your dreams or the good things that you see coming for them? I want them to see the beauty of difference, like being different, celebrating differences and knowing that it's so cool because you can learn so much more by being around people that have totally different experiences as you. I think it's uh, natural for our society to want to be with their own kind. Like you always see that, but just like fostering the idea that walking alongside of people that have totally different lives really opens our minds and helps us to, it's such a gift. And teaching them at that young age to celebrate that, I think that if our the parents of this generation really get together and do that work together, we can really make so many changes um, and just have such an impact on what our world can be. I have found so much resonance in your work, Lauren, and I see so much of the substance that we've talked about today expressed in your portraiture and your paintings. And it's just been such a delight. So thank you for sharing with us yourself and that vulnerability. It's, I agree with you. It's so important to, to be able to hold space for other people to feel not alone and to feel seen. And that is, I think, a big part of the work that artists do. So I'm so grateful to you. Before we end our show today, I love to play this game with all my guests called the M game. And the box tells me it's the world's most popular self-expression game. <laughs> Basically, I will shuffle the deck and we will answer a question, each of us, um, to get to share a little bit more about ourselves. So here we go. Describe something you like to do that seems out of the ordinary. Well, it's actually not going to seem very out of the ordinary because we all do this. <laughs> do um, tell. <laughs> everyone has to do this, I hope, at least once a week, is to take a shower. <laughs> but um, so this is kind of where my work, um, how it, it evolved is that I really love taking showers with my kids. And even as at a very, very, like when Grayson was teeny tiny, to the point where you might not want to have them in the shower because you're afraid that you drop them. Like, I just loved looking at us. It sounds so weird, but looking at us in the mirror while we're taking a shower and just really just, getting lost and watching the water fall. It, it sounds so like hippie, but like just watching the water fall and like on his little eyes and looking at us and just really like savoring that moment and realizing that I was holding something so powerful and, and that this little human is going to 
pass on beautiful things and just realizing that the the role of a mother is no small feat and that we really need to build each other up, build ourselves up, say positive things about the work that we're doing so that we can continue to grow and be that much better for them. Because I, I think a lot of mothers, we think, you know, we, we should be doing more. We could be doing more. Like we're really good at making ourselves feel bad and we have to stop because Amen. <laughs> what we're, what we're doing is a powerful job and we don't have a lot of advocate advocates for us either, but we don't need it because the the reward is so great. I uh, similarly enjoy getting ready with Oscar. And there is something so precious about that closeness and the embodiment of all this potential, right? Where the older our children get, the more distant they get from us, quite literally, right? They start inside our body. <laughs> it just It's just this journey of them getting further and further away. And it's so, so precious. And I can see the community, that love, that tenderness and touch that comes with being a mother um, expressed in your work. I think that's a fabulous inspiration. I might think about that now when I get in the shower. <laughs> All right. So for myself, let's see something that I do that seems out of the ordinary. Um, <laughs> I keep a timesheet for my daily life. I... I track how many hours I spend in different volunteer organizations or making dinner. Uh, I'm not super obsessive about it, but I actually found it to be really affirming because when I started doing it, I was like, why do I feel so overwhelmed? I feel like I'm not being productive enough, right? I have a lot of that negative self-talk happening. And so being married to an auditor, he has trained me well to go back to the data. <laughs> data on what it okay where's my time going so I started using a timekeeping app called harvest to track my hours and I write this down it was so like I got to the end of the week and I was like oh my gosh I really am spending a lot of quality time with my kid like hours and hours that I'm not doing anything else except taking care of him and showing him how to make dinner and feeding him and, you know, giving him. And can I say and... something? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, go, go, go. Said I'm not doing anything else, but you are doing the work of changing the world. Yes. Yes. When you're Amen. spending time <laughs> and you don't have your phone in your hand and you are devoted to that child that is building him up to be strong and secure and give that self, give that compassion back. So yes, beautiful work. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And I need to hear that. We need to tell each other that. And it's been so helpful for me to see that on a page to be like, yes, I am spending quality time with my kid. And yes, all these doctor's appointments are taking freaking forever. <laughs> and the fact that I feel like I can't get to what I want to get to on my list, I'm not making it up. I'm like, <laughs> just, it's helped me to feel, not to gaslight myself when it comes to <laughs> how my life is playing out. So that's something I don't know. I've never come across anybody else that does that. <laughs> but 
I find it to be super encouraging and helpful. <laughs> and that's that's really exactly what I hope my work can mean to people is that to have this this piece or this symbol in your house to make you know um stop and celebrate those little moments because we can get so caught up in all the little tasks and then um we look back and we're like, wow, I wasn't really present in any of it. So like to have that visual reminder to freeze and really just bathe in the beauty of being in the floor and being in that moment with your children as they are developing and growing. So for people who want that in their home, where do they find you? Tell us where we can discover they your art. They can find me on Instagram, Merceron Art, or laurenmerceron.com. And the other place where I do a lot of demos is in my Facebook group, which is Abstract Portraits by Lauren Merceron. And can you say your Instagram handle one more time? Because I think it cut out a little bit. Uh, Lauren Mercer on art. Perfect. Yay. And we'll include all of those links in the show notes so people can go explore all the wonderful, beautiful things you're bringing to the world. So thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's another party in the bag for how I create me. We're incredibly grateful that you welcomed our content into your headspace. We take it very seriously that we should bring light and goodness to your soul. So don't be shy about sharing your thoughts. How'd we do? Do you want to hear more? What should we talk about next? To stay connected and get amongst the details, visit howicreate.me. Are there other people in your world that should join the party? Invite others by rating the show on Apple or Spotify. This helps the algorithm critters introduce us to more folks. Like, share, follow, and all the social media things. That'll help too. Explore our happenings or chime into our conversation online at howicreate.me. This podcast would not be possible without the generous efficiency of our executive producer and production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. May you go forth and thrive.